0: It's good to be in the house of the Lord. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I know we did. We celebrated Jesus' birthday, amen. It's an awesome time of the year. And, uh, you know, I, I want to start off by saying it's an honor and a privilege to, to stand in this pulpit and share a word tonight. I'm, uh, I, I was really um, excited to get the opportunity. And um, I hope I do it justice, amen. Uh, I want to start off with a story this evening. And... and I'm not going to finish the story until I conclude my message, so bear with me for just a second. The story starts off when Kathy and I and, and the girls first moved to California. Um, we moved into a house that it hadn't been occupied yet. It was a new home, and um, we moved into that house and, and kind of started settling in, and And I was uh, making several trips out of town, traveling, doing a lot of traveling the first little bit while we were here, and um, I remember coming home from one of those trips, and I was really tired, and Kathy and I had gone to bed, and, and the girls stayed up, and uh, they were teenagers, so, you know, when teenagers pretty much go to bed when they want to, right? And uh, so they were, stay- they were up, and they were downstairs watching TV, doing whatever they were doing, and and uh, I, I had really just gone to sleep and was kind of getting comfortable, and suddenly I, I was awakened by this this scream, this curdling, scream, multiple screams, and and then it was was being backed up by the youngest daughter's screams. And so I, I sit up in bed. I'm just like, what's going on? And 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 you know, kind of kind of gather myself together, and I grab my robe and I run downstairs, and both of my girls are are. They've ascended on high. They found uh, uh, some structure that's a little higher than ground floor. Amen. And so I'm like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And they said, "Dad, there's a mouse. There's a mouse, and you got to kill it, man. We can't go to. We cannot go to bed until you kill this mouse." So I said, "Well, I got a mouse trap. I'll go get the mouse trap and I'll set the mouse trap, and we'll all go to bed." And so I go get a mouse trap, and I, I put the cheese in there, and I set the mouse trap up on a landing at our front door. And, and our front door had a little landing, to step down about 12 inches, into the living room. And so uh, I set the mouse trap over against the wall. The mouse is up on that landing, so I just kind of ease up on one side, and I set the trap, and and I say, "All right, let's go to bed." And the, and the girls are like, "Uh-uh." And now Kathy knows there's a mouse in the house, and they're all going, "Uh-uh." No, we're not going to bed. you got to kill the mouse. And I said, we don't need it. We, the mouse will get in the trap. The, the trap is designed to catch the mouse, amen? We can just go to bed, and the, and the mouse trap will take care of the, of the mouse. And they were like, oh, no, no, wh- there's not going to be any sleeping here until that mouse is dead. So I said, all right. I said, Rebecca, go give me something uh, I, ne- I need something to hit the mouse with. So she goes around into the kitchen and she comes back with a plastic flash water. You guys know the one I 'm talking about, right? It 's a bendy windy. It's like 99 cents. <laughs> it's like 59 cents at the 99 cents store is so cheap, right? So she brings me the flash water, and I 'm looking at it. I said, "What am I supposed to do with this?" And I'm standing there in my robe. I'm holding my flyswatter, and all of a sudden, the mouse turns on me. He stares me down. This is honest, goodness, truth. You could ask my wife or my daughters what happened. This mouse looked, looked stared me down, and then he charged me. He ran at me. So I did what any samurai warrior would do. I tightened the belt on my robe, and I, I took my sword, and I was prepared to defend my family from this mouse and he he charged down the landing and when he got right to the edge he stopped and when he did I slap I started slapping him with that fly swatter and and I was hit swinging as hard as I could and finally the mouse stopped moving and I had thrown my shoulder out <laughs> and there was plastic laying all over the floor And I'm mad now. (laughs) The title of my message is Great Faith. Oh, before I go that let me make an announcement. Santa Paula, we are not having service tomorrow night. So anybody who was planning on attending from here, don't go. You'll be alone. There's nobody going to be there. We're taking uh, tomorrow night off. So get that out of the way. All right. Pastor Jared, last week, if you remember the message last week, he, he, he uh, was talking on how we need to marvel the things of God, amen? And uh, what a powerful message, man. I really enjoyed that word, and, and, and I really, as he was speaking that word and sharing that, and I was sitting there listening, it reminded me of a verse in the Bible that I had read where Jesus was marveled one time. Is there anybody here who would like to marvel Jesus? How would you like to? Wouldn't it be awesome to marvel Jesus? Amen. I mean, I marvel all the time at the things that that God does. I'm continuously marveled at the wonders of God. But wouldn't it be awesome if you and I could marvel Jesus? Well, I found a scripture in the Bible that actually talks about that and and explains how we can do that. Amen. So I want to talk about that a little bit this evening. Um, First verse I want to share with you is in Matthew chapter 8 verse 5 it says now when Jesus had entered in, into Capernaum a centurion came to him pleading with him saying lord my servant is lying home lying at home paralyzed dreadfully tormented and Jesus said to him i will come and heal him and the centurion answered and said lord i am not worthy that you should come under my roof but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say unto this one, Go, and he goes. I say to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled. And he said to those who followed him, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such Great faith, not even in Israel. This is a pretty cool scripture because uh, 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 not only did was Jesus marvelled, but it points out a way that you and I. It it, it gives us a description of how we can marvel our God. Amen. What we can do to marvel our God. I'm reminded of another scripture in the Bible um, that says, "Faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by what?" The word of God, amen. And so, as uh, as we're looking at this text, and Jesus is saying that he he hasn't found such great faith. And the emphasis tonight is on great faith. And I believe the difference sometimes between um, just our average faith and great faith is our breakthrough, amen. And that's what these people experience. Um, There's another there's another uh, set of verses in the Bible. The story's a little bit different, but Jesus, once again, um, makes a statement uh, uh, to this woman and a declaration about her faith. Let's see what that says. It says, uh, in, uh, I'm in Matthew 15:22. It says, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on me, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and she worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. But yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Amen. That's an awesome text right there. Would you agree? The, my first point this, tonight that I, wanna, I want to point out is that great faith is birthed from a relentless pursuit. Great faith is birthed out of a relentless pursuit. And I think sometimes in my own life, maybe I stop short uh, of, of that relentless pursuit, and I settle for circumstances when God is really wanting me to continue to pursue by faith and lay hold of what his promise is for you and I. Amen? As we look at, um, as we look at this verse, in, back in Matthew, verse 5, uh, chapter 8 and verse 5, this is a centurion soldier, soldier. It says, now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. The first thing we see here is that he is, he's pleading with him. Another, uh, another version of the Bible says he was begging him. I find this really interesting given that this was a centurion soldier and that the Jewish people were under the rule of the Romans at the time. So for the centurion soldier to even take this approach is kind of odd if you really if you really think about the story in the context of what is taking place here. He's obviously he has a revelation on the inside of him. He's seeing something, he's seeing something, and he's recognizing something here that he could only recognize by the faith of God birthing a revelation on the inside of him. Amen? And so, as we look back into the other text in Matthew 15, 22, and we look at the woman, it says uh, in verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. So we see the same, we see the same uh, response to the the appearance of Christ with both of these individuals. There's a relentlessness. There's a pursuit that's taking place here from both of these individuals. Amen? And as we look a little bit further, um, uh, we begin to see another another area that I believe is key concerning us in obtaining not only great faith, but then obtaining that promise of God. Point number two that I want to make is great faith is rooted in humility. Amen? Great faith is rooted in humility. As we look at the centurion soldier in Matthew 8, 8, he makes this statement. He says, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Again, I'm just amazed by that statement because, because the reality is, is that he could have any moment, he could have thought of a good reason he could have arrested Jesus. He could have, he could have really uh, used his authority Uh, at this point in time or any time, but he doesn't do that. He submits himself to the authority of Jesus. He humbles himself. Amen? As a centurion soldier, he could have found Jesus and said, hey, you know what, you're coming with me, you're coming to my house, and you're going to heal my servant. And if you don't, I'll have your head. I mean, that would be pretty crazy, but I mean, that's the kind of authority that he had. But he doesn't doesn't take that approach. He recognizes and realizes that there's an authority that's standing before him that's greater than he is. Amen? And I think that's important for you and I to recognize that, you know, God has given a lot of things into our hands, a lot of gifts, a lot of talents, and he's opened a lot of doors. and, And many of us have a lot of favor with a lot of different individuals. But at the end of the day, the authority. The authority of Jesus Christ stands alone. There is no other authority like the authority of Jesus Christ. Amen. There is no power except that of Jesus Christ. And so as we look now at at the other text with the woman in 1525 in in the book of Matthew still. It says then she came and she worshipped him. She came and she worshipped him saying Lord help me. But he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. Again, this this is really powerful to me. If we look back at the the full text there, because I kind of skipped over that, uh, but we read it earlier. It says, Behold, "Behold, the woman of Canaan came from that region, cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. Jesus doesn't even answer her. He doesn't even respond to her. Now, most of us would get mad right about now. Amen? Most of us, when we come, you know, to one of our pastors or, or a friend, and, you know, and, and, and we have a need and we, we're, we're, we want some agreement or we want some help or, you know, whatever it is we're looking for. And, and, and if we don't get the right answer, sometimes we get mad. She doesn't even get an answer. He ignores her. You know, Jesus sometimes wasn't very politically correct. <laughs> amen? amen. He, annoyed, he, he, he ignores her. And, and then on top of that, his disciples come and, and ask him, listen, will you just send her away? She's driving us crazy. She won't stop. She's relentless. She's relentless, amen? Amen? When was the last time you drove Jesus crazy with your faith? When was the last time we drove we drove one of our brothers and sisters in Christ crazy with a relentless pursuit of I got to have everything that God has for me, amen. That's the kind of faith that God is looking for. That's what turns our that's what turns our 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 our, our everyday faith into great faith, amen. That relentless pursuit. Amen. And I've wondered sometimes if I just give in too easily. Point number three. Great faith is possessed by the authority, not the quantity, of the word. Great faith is possessed by the authority not the quantity of the word. <laughs> I love Pastor Jared when he prays. When he prays, he, when you go, a lot of times you go ask Pastor Jared to, to pray for you, he prays it's about 30 seconds long. It's Jesus heal him. Or Jesus bless him. It, it's not a long drawn out prayer a lot of times. It's just to the point. Amen? And that's okay because it's the authority of the word. It's not, the, qua- it's not the, the quantity of the word. It's not how long the prayer is. It's the quality, amen? It's the faith that stands behind that word and that prayer that gives it the power and gives it the ability to move the mountain, amen? In Matthew 8, 8, it says, but only, the centurion soldier said, but only speak a word, only speak a word. Remember, Jesus has responded to the centurion soldier a little differently than he responded to the woman. I told you he wasn't politically correct all the time. He responds to the centurion soldier when he he pleads with him to come uh, to heal or to heal his, his servant. His response is, I will come and heal him. Let's go. And the centurion soldier now is saying, look. Just speak a word and my servant will be healed. All you need to do is speak a word. And my servant will, this is is huge. Amen. This is huge. God give me this kind of faith. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say unto you, not even, I'm sorry, I have not found such great faith, not even in all of Israel. So the centurion gives us a little little peek at his heart right here, and where his head is at. When we look at the scripture, we see that, we see he's not only is he a, is a man of, of great power and authority, and he's recognized throughout the community. I mean, he's got the authority of Rome. When he sees Jesus, he presents himself in a way where he understands that there's a greater authority that stands before him. Jesus is willing to come to his house and pray for his servant. And he humbles himself before Jesus and he said, I'm not, even wor- I'm not worthy for you to come under the roof of my house. And something tells me it wasn't that he was worried about his wife at home and what she was probably going to say when, she- when he brought Jesus home. And what were you thinking? You couldn't have called? The house is a wreck. There's dishes in the sink. I haven't vacuumed all week. He's not thinking that at all. What he's thinking is the authority that is on this man, the greatness of what stands before me. Not worthy. I I, I am not worthy that you should enter into my house. But it, there was a declaration of of a, a revelation coming out of the inside of him where he said, "Man, but 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 this I, this one thing I know. If you just say it, if you just declare, if you just speak." A word. A word. Look at the example he's given us here when he's repeating, when when he's talking uh, to Jesus. He says, and he's describing what he knows about authority. He's using these these one-word answers, right? He says, when I tell someone to go, I don't have to give a long, drawn-out explanation. I don't have to talk about it for 10, 20 minutes. When I say go, they, right, and then he says, when I ask them to come, they what? All right? And then he says, if I say do this, then they just do it, right? And sometimes you and I, when we, when we ask God uh, or we ask pastor or, or, or maybe Pastor James, you know, to pray for us, we're expecting this big, great, you know, experience. And the reality is the experience doesn't come from the outside in. It comes from the inside out. It bursts on the inside of you by the revelation of that word coming alive on the inside of us, amen. And that's what was happening to the centurion soldier today. The word came alive on the inside of him to the point where he understood. Listen, if he just speaks the word, my servant's going to get up. My servant's going to be healed, amen. In Matthew 15 and verse 26, back to the lady I mean, by now, I'm thinking all of us would have went home, right? He didn't answer her. He ignored her. The disciples go to him and ask her, ask ask Jesus to tell her to go away. She's, She's driving us crazy, man. The Bible says she comes back and she begins to worship Jesus. And she's calling out on him again. Now he responds to her, but not really the kind of response that you and I would be looking for, amen? He says, it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. I think I'd have got offended. (laughs) He just called me a dog. (laughs) But she says, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. In this verse right here, we see something. This this lady, Jesus said, Jesus is, he's not really being mean to her. He's setting her up just like he does you and I. See, God sets us up for great faith all the time. It's just I think sometimes we give up too soon. Sometimes I, I think we just quit too soon. But God is always setting us up for great faith. The amazing thing about God is that... He, he gives us a scripture in the Bible that says, without faith it's impossible to please him. That's in Hebrews, I believe it's chapter 11. Without faith it's impossible to please him, but yet he gives us so many opportunities to activate our faith. In fact, he has given us a life here on the earth that requires us to live by faith 100% of the time. Amen? If you want to be successful in your your walk with Jesus, you got to trust Jesus, amen. If you're trusting you to be successful in your relationship with Jesus, we're missing the mark. But when we trust him, then we're on it. And our medium faith becomes great faith. As God gives us opportunities to exercise our faith, we strengthen those muscles, amen. I, I'm looking out. I see my brother Robbie out there, and I know he goes out. He goes and he works out all the time, and and stays in shape. and And uh, and, and I feel like if I just admire him, maybe I can take on a little bit of that. I don't really work out that much, <laughs> but he makes me feel good. <laughs> but he'll tell you if you want to get muscles, you don't get that sitting on the couch eating ho hos. Amen. <laughs> hey, you got to go to the gym and you got to work out. That's how you get muscles. And, and, and sometimes I, I think it's, I think, it, you know, we come to a place in our spiritual walk where we forget that if we're going to stay, if we're going to build muscle, you know, you, you peak in muscle building. You can peak out in, in, in your weightlifting experience to where you're not growing muscle anymore. You're just repeating things. You're just going through the motion, but you're not really growing muscle anymore. And I think our faith can get the same way if we let it. Amen? And, and so God doesn't want that to happen. So he continually puts things in your lives and gives, you, gives us uh, areas in our life where we have to exercise that faith. And when we exercise that faith, our, our so-so faith becomes great faith. And great faith moves mountains. Can I get an Amen? She says, yes, Lord, even the little dogs eat the the crumbs. This woman's looking at the the text here. This woman's looking at the statement that Jesus made, and she says, look, I know who I'm standing in front of. I I know where I am right now. I I know what I was pursuing when I started pursuing. And I, and I, I got my audience now. She was relentless, and her relentlessness brought her to the place where she had Jesus' ear. And he's maybe still not saying the thing that you want him to say, but he is speaking to you tonight. But the question is, are you listening to what he's saying, and are you grabbing on to it by the revelation of Jesus Christ? She responds by saying, even even." The little dogs eat the crumbs. She's looking, at, she's looking at this and saying, listen, even what would seem insignificant to someone else, maybe that you would just sweep off of the table that would just fall to the floor. The little insignificant." she's looking at that and she's saying, okay, but I'm standing in front of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'm going to tell you right now, if even a crumb falls on the floor, I'm grabbing that up. Because there's enough faith in that word. There's enough faith right there. Amen. There's enough faith right there that my daughter can be healed. That's great faith. Amen. That's great faith. And Jesus makes that statement about her. He says to her, uh, he says to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. Let it be to you as you desire. Yes. Amen. My, my heart, my prayer tonight is that you and I would recognize that even, even what seems insignificant, what you and I would, maybe, maybe sometimes when you're expecting, you know, that great big Prayer and and that engagement with maybe one of the pastors or, or or one of the leaders in the group and 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 it's just a short, simple little prayer that that your your heart and your mind would be that you know what even even the crumbs have enough power to deal with my situation, amen. And she has every opportunity in the world here to get offended, to quit, to give up. If if you're looking at this text, sometimes you might look at it and go, man, it just seems like Jesus was even mean. You know, he wasn't mean. He was leading her to the place where she could prove her heart before him and then he could make that declaration about her. That's great faith. That's great faith. Some of you tonight, I believe God's been maybe dealing with you in certain areas of your life. And maybe you're facing some challenges that you've never faced before. And you're thinking, man, I just need a man uh, that has the power of God on his life to pray for me. Maybe for, you know, 20 minutes or a half an hour. <laughs> All we need is a revelation. Revelation. About the authority of who He is. And when we come before Him, we acknowledge Him and worship Him like the woman did. And the Spirit of God, amen, is able to move the mountains in our lives. The Spirit of God is able, is more than able. He he is capable of taking every situation in your life and in my life and transforming it in a second. Amen? In a second. Sometimes we feel like we need to add to the word of Jesus. You know, as I was reading this story and I thought, wow, you know, if I was there, I don't know if I would have been over there trying to, you know, comfort that woman. You know, man, Jesus seemed like he was a little hard on her. I'm going to go give her some love. (laughs) I mean, that's how I would, you know, I, I just think that's probably how I would have thought about it. That's probably how I would have reacted, you know. But the reality is, is that she was on a mission. She she was pursuing what she knew was her answer. And she wasn't going to give up. She wasn't going to give up. The word doesn't need you and I to help it. You and I don't need to help the Word of God. We just need to agree with it. We don't need to help it. We just need to believe in it. Amen. So after I had thrown my arm out, swinging this plastic flash water, and I had stunned the mouth, and I, I mean, I really did hurt my arm. I'm holding my arm. I'm in pain, and I'm mad. Because I wanted to go to bed, I wanted to leave the mouse trap and let the mouse trap do what the mouse trap was designed to do amen and and, and but I took matters into my own hands, and now i 'm hurt and i'm all i 'm all jazzed up you know it was a lot of drama i, 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 I <laughs> I'm the only man in the house, all right? I got, I get, the dogs even are female dogs. I got, there's no men in the house. I got me a male dog now, though, bless God. It's just me and Kathy, and I got me a male dog. For the first time in my life, I feel like I got rulership here. Well, you know, you'll do anything for your girls. And so I just took matters into my own hands. And I remember uh, looking at that fly water, and it was scattered all over the floor. And I went up back upstairs and I got back in bed and I was laying there and I couldn't sleep. And I'm holding my arm, my arm's hurting. And I'm thinking, man, I need to pray. I need to ask God to, to heal me. But I feel like he's laughing at me. I'm laying there, and, in, 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 and I feel like I can sense God laughing at me. And I'm just like, what are you laughing at? And he's like, man, that was funny. <laughs> that was just funny. I'm watching you try to take that mouse out with that plastic flash water in your bathrobe. And I was laying there, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say this to me. He said, if you remember that the Word of God exists from the foundations of the world. And that you don't need to add anything to it. You don't need to take anything away from it. You just need to believe it. You just need to believe it. The Word of God is designed... To bring results in your life. And coupled with the anointing of God, there's nothing that you and I can't do. There's nothing that's impossible to those who believe.